This is Andaki Chisme, two sisters, one podcast. We're coming together to archive the stories of undocumented people while decolonizing Chisme. I'm your host, Andaki Chingona, and I am your host, Andaki Therapist. And this is Andaki Chisme. Undocumented Chismosis, and welcome to episode nine of Undocumented Chisme. We are super excited for our guest today, as um, you know, she is someone that we have known uh, throughout throughout her journey at Cal State San Bernardino. Um, and you know, we're just really excited to be able to have a conversation with her and kind of share um, her business with you all. I feel like we have been able to bring you all a lot of entrepreneurs um, to our podcast, and we hope that you know that continues so that you can all uh, connect with one another. Um, and to give you all a reminder, please do not forget to leave us a review um, on Apple Podcasts or, or rating on Spotify if you like our episode. You know, as we said, we would love to review uh, some of your um, comments or some of the things that you, you know, you leave for us. So today um, we bring you one, a comment that someone left on Apple Podcast saying, I love it, me encanta. Every episode has been amazing to me. This podcast makes me feel so seen. I get to hear experiences about people like me, my parents, and my community. Thank you so much for that comment. As we've shared, this is something, you know, we really appreciate reading and seeing. It really, um, I guess, validates the work that we're doing. Um, because as, as we've shared, um, this is something we, we do on our quote-unquote free time <laughs> as, as we find time because I don't I don't think um, myself or Myra are the kind of people that give ourselves a lot of free time our minds are always at work um, but thank you all so much for those comments um, Myra do you have anything I actually wanted to share another comment that I received as a text message and this person doesn't have social media, but I know that this person listens to us and I wanted to read it and share it with you. And it says, you know, um, I wanted to reach out to you since I listened to Undocu Chisme on Spotify and I'm currently staying away from social media until I finish my master's program. But I just wanted to let you know that I appreciate you and your sister so much for this platform. I'm currently in grad school and some of the things I have heard, I relate so much. Also, the episode with your mom was so beautiful and inspiring. Thank you for sharing with us. So if you are listening, we just wanted to let you know that we hope that you finish strong your program um, and that if you come back to social media, you know, we're, we'll be happy to connect with you. Or even if you choose to stay off of social media, uh, we are hoping to have you on one of our episodes so you can share a little bit of your story with our listeners. And again, thank you all for all your support. Thank you for all those messages, whether it's via text message, uh, direct message on social media, or those ratings. Uh, we are hoping to get big, not for our own you know, purposes of being famous or whatever, but so that we can get some type of um, income, generate some income so we can pay 
those listeners. As of now, everybody has been a volunteer. And we do this, again, because we're passionate about it. Um, but at least we want to be able to provide with some type of compensation to those that are sharing their stories with us because those are very valuable and you should not be going out there putting that type of effort and that type of labor for free. Um, and at the same time that I'm saying it, I recognize that we're not paying you. <laughs> so I am so sorry about that, but we are definitely working on that. If you know that an organization, an institution, somebody that wants you as a guest sharing your story, if you know that they have money, charge for that. You have the right to get compensated for that, that type of labor as your lived experience is very, very valuable. And yeah, just go get that money. Don't do, don't do stuff for free. Um, again, if they have that type of resources. Um, so yeah, thank you all. And how about we start with our episode today? So um, today we have um, Juanita from J, J Space and Makes. It's like a tongue twister for me. So I apologize if I mess it up. But um, Juanita is the CEO of J Space and Makes. Um, J Space and Makes was founded in 2020. Juana is a Latinx undocumented woman. She was born in Guanajuato, Mexico, and was brought to the United States at the age of seven. As an undocumented woman, she has defeated the odds and holds a BA in business administration with an emphasis in marketing and a master's in business administration with emphasis in entrepreneurship from Cal State San Bernardino. She graduated magna cum laude. Um, she was awarded uh, sorry, she was a awardee of the uh, Novel Inland Empire, which is the National Association of Women Business Owners uh, Next Gen in 2020. Juana wants to motivate students to continue with their education and to make a difference in the community. She is a firm believer in paving the way for the ones that will come behind her and paying it forward. And with that, let's get started. Thank you, Juanita, for being here with us today. We are super excited to have the opportunity to um, share some chisme with you. But before we start, uh, we want our listeners to really know who you are, right? So if you can please share with us um, your age, home country, how old were you when you arrived to the U.S.? And if you feel comfortable sharing, um, do you have an undocumented status? Well, my name is... Juana Lozano, but I'm called Juanita. Just because Juana sounds like señora, like, I know I'm married, but I don't feel like a señora yet. Like, I'm a señora, but I'm not a señora. You get me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I'm 37 years old. I don't look like it, I know. And I like hey. <laughs> <laughs> There's that, um, those TikToks going around those um, that says 70s, 80s. And I forgot what, I think those are the years, like kids, like tell us the secret because you are out here looking younger than anything. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> well, I was seven years old when my parents brought me to the United States. I still remember that day, like, it seems like it was yesterday. And before it was really hard, I don't know if I can share a little bit about it, but yes, yeah. I remember when 
we were in a hotel with my mom and a cousin of ours. And my mom was doing my hair in the restroom. And I was like, why are you doing my hair? Like, we're here. And then I hear someone knocking the door, right? And I'm like, who could that be? Because I didn't know nothing. I didn't know where we were going. Like, it was the first time that we were out of El Rancho. Mm -hmm. So we're like, oh, my mom just told me we're going to go with your dad. Okay, let's Mm -hmm. go. So when I saw a couple and they said, is she ready? Right? Mm -hmm. And my mom hugged me. And she said, it's time to you to go with your dad, right? And I was like, but who are those people? I have never seen them before. Like, how are you going to let me go with someone that I don't know? And you don't know them either, right? So just, you can tell, like, it still hurts. But just seeing, just hearing her say, like, it's time for you to go. I was like, okay. I was crying, but I tried to be strong because I was like, oh, they're just going to take me with my dad. Mm -hmm. That's it. Was your dad here in the U.S.? Yeah, he was already here. Okay. So it was a mixed couple. It was a white lady and a black male. Mm -hmm. And that makes sense, right? My skin color. So I went with them, and I remember they're, they're training me like, if they say something just responds with Joanna. That's it. No digas nada más, no más si tú oyes que te hablan, no más di Joanna. Okay. I was like, okay, I learned it. So we crossed walking and I remember, I didn't understand what the guy said at the time, but now it's like, he said, what's your name? Mm-hmm. The only response that I said was Joanna. That's it. Mm-hmm. So we came here, long story short, um, they took me to this lady and she had two grandkids in San Diego. And I remember her telling me like, you don't go outside. You don't talk with no one. If someone asks you something, you're my granddaughter. That's it. I was like, okay, I can do that. But then the night came, right? Mm -hmm. I was tired. I want to go to sleep. And this lady, like, she keeps watching TV, right? And I see the grandkids already on their bed. So I'm like, where am I going to sleep? So I asked her, I was like, ¿Dónde voy a dormir? Right? She hands me a blanket. I still remember. It was a gray blanket. Kind of not too long. It was like... Just those kind of blankets where you sit and you watch TV and you put it oh, on. Oh, like a throw blanket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she's like, here you go. Either you cover yourself with it or you put it on the floor. Up to you. Mm-hmm. So I'm like. You in that house before you were able to see your mom again. Yes. And my mind was like, why did my mom let me go with these people? Mm-hmm. Where's my dad? I want to go with my dad. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. I'm just going to go through it. I'm going to see my dad and whatever. So it was like a little corner, like right by the door. I was like, okay, do I cover myself with it? Do I use it as a pillow? What do I do? So I just covered myself with it and fell asleep. But I will cry in silence. Yeah. I'm like, why is this happening? I didn't understand what was going on. So then 
I was like, okay, maybe by tomorrow I'll be by, I'll be by, with my dad, right? Yeah. Now the next day comes, and she's like, they're eating breakfast and stuff, and I'm hungry. Mm -hmm. So they're like, she's like, ¿Quieres comer? Voy, pues sí. And like, okay, lava todos los trastes. Después que los laves, te voy de comer. Oh, wow. So I was like, what's, like, my mind couldn't understand what mm -hmm. was I going through, like. I thought my mom said, they're going to take you with your dad. And that was it. But no, let me grab some tissue. <laughs> yes. So I hardly share this because as, as you guys can see, I get really emotional. No, and, and honestly, I, we appreciate you, Juanita. I know that this is a very difficult conversation to have. And, the, and actually, one of the questions that we wanted to ask is, can you share uh, maybe something that not a lot of people know about you and just the conversation went into that without even thinking about it but I think as I've mentioned before when I've heard that when we share our pain it gets cut in half so I'm hoping that by you sharing this with Maria with myself and with you know our listeners maybe that pain can can diminish a little can, can yeah. go down a little but yeah so so you were at that house um and you were abused I mean that that is the word like that I cannot think of other word to say when there is a, a very young child uh without the parents and goes up in the floor here's a blanket like that's inhumane and oh you're hungry well too bad do the dishes or do these chores before mm -hmm. you're able to earn that food that is fucked yeah. up. i i was supposed to eat alone like they will eat first mm -hmm. and then i will eat after so i guess now that's why like i value eating with my family mm -hmm. because it's something with that brings you together I mean, as a Hispanic culture, you know, food brings you together, brings all the family together. But in that moment, like, I wasn't part of the family. I was just part of their income. That's what it was. You know, they were doing it because they were going to get paid. How long were you there before Three you days. got to see your dad? Three days. Three days. Yeah. And you were sleeping with that same throw blanket yeah. for three yeah. days. Oh, my God. Yeah. And these people were getting paid? yeah like care for you <laughs> yeah care, quote unquote yeah oh my god and i wasn't allowed to watch tv like their grandkids mm -hmm. their grandkids will sit on the sofa watching tv but i had to sit on the floor to watch tv i couldn't play with them i couldn't talk to them so it's kind of like isolated but Okay, if you want to do, if you want to eat, wash or dishes first, and then you can eat, you know? So I was like, I have to eat. I'm hungry. And as a kid, it's not like you can say, okay, I'm not going to eat. I can handle this. No, because you see food and you want some. You crave what they're eating, you know? But finally, when they're like, oh, it's time for you to go with your dad, inside of me, I was like, finally like yes yeah right. so what you went with your dad um how long after that were you able to reunite with your mom again like two weeks 
Wow. Two weeks because they had a lot of trouble crossing. Because this time they didn't cross walking. Like they call it like por el cerro, you know? Mm -hmm. And you know how that rough can be. Like I remember when I saw my mom, she had bruises all over her legs and arms. And it's like back then I was like, why? Mm -hmm. Like I couldn't understand. I was like, I cross walking. Why do you have bruises? Yeah. You know, but after hearing them talk, like, oh, me caí, or like, me golpeé, and I was like, oh, okay, then. That's where the bruises coming from. Did your mom ever talk to you about her own experience coming here besides the, oh, me caí, me golpeé? Was it like, a, have you ever had an actual conversation with her about like, what you went through no and to be honest I never told them what I went through mm. until I was married yeah because I don't know I mean you should know like when you go through something like that your mind kind of forgets about it yes like you don't think about it it's like okay I'm with my parents already like whatever happened is on the past like mm -hmm. and that happened to me I didn't, I didn't remember for the longest time. And so I took a class in Chafee and there was a topic similar to this mm -hmm. and that brought everything back. And I was like, oh, I, I, I totally had forgot about it. Yes, that, that is a, a trauma response. Uh, when we are experiencing trauma, our minds and body, they dissociate meaning that um, our body, our mind, in order to protect us, they kind of block those memories and kind of block a lot of the things that, a lot of our reactions um, mm -hmm. in order to protect us. And yeah, later than in life, when something triggers a memory, that's when we remember, oh shit, like I went through this. Yeah, and I remember telling my mom and she was like, why, why didn't you tell me this like when it happened? we paid for you to be treated yeah good. like we did oh, I just forgot like honestly like I saw my dad and like everything <sighs> everything that everything that had been going on like so fue like I didn't remember none of that yeah Juanita I know that this is painful to talk about and we appreciate you sharing this these stories, uh, these parts of you. I know that um, family separation uh, is still a part of your life. And I remember when we graduated in a, Juanita, y'all, Juanita graduated on top of the class. Juanita and I were like freaking, no man nos faltaba el molcajete on her graduation day. We had all the, what are they cords, called? Cords, the sashes, like honor cords. Yeah. Yes. And I remember when Juanita and Dad, um, the graduation day, the ceremony, um, you were calling your dad as your dad uh, was not able to be here. Yeah. You want to share a little bit about that? How that happened yeah. for you? Yeah. Um, when I decided to go back to colleges was when I applied for DACA. Mm -hmm. I have always wanted to continue my school, yeah. but I couldn't. 
financially, I wasn't able to afford it because, you know, we had to pay out of pocket. So when the opportunity came, I was like, I'm on board. You know, like, I didn't know how to apply. I didn't know anything. But I started asking my neighbors because I will see one of my neighbors that she will go to college. I was like, oh, man, like, am I ever going to be that? Am I ever going to go? But God is big, you know. And the opportunity was here. So then I was like, my dad is not going to be here for my graduation. Just my mom. And I'm the only child. I don't have no sibling. So I was like, I called him when I was going to graduate from Chafee. I was like, I'm going to send you money so you can buy a phone. Um, tell one of my cousins to do a Facebook for you because I want to FaceTime you. You're going to walk with me. He did. So I don't know if I'm Chafee. I decided, like, you're not here physically, but you're walking with me. Yeah. Every graduation. And I will FaceTime him just before I was going to walk. And he knew. He knew the time. He knew he couldn't go to work. He had to be home. So I will call him, and he will turn the phone. And that was because he was crying. My dad, he's um, he's hard to show his feelings. Yeah. But when he, he's crying, o sea, le sale una lágrima. That's big to me because it's like you're hurting, you know, it's cuando ya no aguanta. So I will always like using it, FaceTiming and mira, estoy caminando por aquí, ya voy a agarrar esto. Y eso también es tuyo. Y pues me rompí el corazón, yeah. you know, porque yo no lo puedo ver llorar. Uh-huh. I just can't see him cry. And seeing him cry for me, it's like. Me duele. Yeah. <laughs> Me duele, but thanks to technology, he walked with me in all my graduations. Yeah, and I know that you had, I know you graduated from TAFE, you graduated from CCSV with the bachelor's, again, nomás el molcajete me faltó, with the master's degree as well from CCSV. Yeah. Um, and uh, right now you are, you, you created a business. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that, how that came about? Um, yeah, just, just anything that you want to share is about your business. Yeah. So my business, I have always been like, uh, you know how we call it hustlers. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, being undocumented, it's hard to find a job, right? So I remember being in high school, you know, my friends, I never said I was undocumented. So, you know, when you're 16, oh, I want to start, I want to get a job. Let's go apply. But I was like, I can't apply. I mean, we share the same, the same school. We go through the same classes, but there's something that separates us, you know, and that was the social security card. So they got a job and I was like, I want to work too. I want to get my money. So my friend, her mom, she had a puesto in the Swami. Mm-hmm. So I asked, oh, can you hire me? I want to work. Right. 
and I told my dad, I was like, you have to take me every Saturday at six in the morning because I have a job, right? <laughs> my dad was like, okay, you know, you know what? My parents, I can just bring that up a little bit. I don't know if you guys, there's a stereotype where when you're the only child, you get spoiled, you get everything that you want, you get the best things. That wasn't my case. I was never spoiled. I was given what I needed, not what I wanted. If I wanted something, I had to work for it. Mm -hmm. Either doing shorts at home or working. So that was my my first job at the swimming. So I I I started investigating like oh pues, ¿qué ocupan para tener un puesto? Like where do you buy your stuff? Because we used to sell cobijas. And I was like, then I can do this, right? Huh? I mean, if they can do it, I can do it. So then I started selling jewelry. I will buy jewelry and I will resell it, and I will get profit out of it. I was like, okay, I can do this, right? And then I discovered that I had um, a talent that I was able to decorate, that my hands were able to do so many things. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I want to do cakes. So my first class was at Michael's. And oh, I was, they, yeah. they show you the basic, right? Yes. But my friend, like, she always tells me, man, you always go off. Like, can you just stay basic? Like, why do you have to go all out? <laughs> everything that you do yeah that's just me so I was like I want more I want to learn more so I started like doing cakes for family reunions or family birthdays that was my gift because that was my practice right mm-hmm. and then I was like okay I can sell this so that's how everything started that's how I will pay for my additional classes selling cakes. And I'm talking back in 2011, mm-hmm. right? Oh, wow. So then I was like, you know, when you go to classes, you start you start to network with other students like, oh, where are you going? So they told me about another classes where they um, do jellos and reposteria. I was like, I want to go. So I went and they saw my potential. So then they're like, you know what, if you volunteer your time, you don't have to pay for your classes. Oh, I was like, I can do that. You know, I can help the teacher, but I'm learning as well. Mm -hmm. So that's how it started. And then the teacher was out and they're like, can you give the class? Yes, I can. And I remember this class was so like, they would not listen they would do it and you're talking about people that were like 40 45 50 you know that was like the recess time the relaxing time right there taking mm-hmm. a class so they're all talking about chisme que la vecina, que tío, que, you know where everyone is talking and they're not listening about the class so the the teacher was like are you sure you cannot handle them i was like Yes, I got them, you know. <laughs> so the owner of the place, she was like, okay, so you're going to give the class? I was like, yeah, I'll give the class. 
And I remember we were, they were learning about how to do like gelatinas artisticas where the flower is encapsulated oh, on yeah. the pillow. So then I was like, yeah. And she was like, those are the three types that you're going to teach. I was like, okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. So the, the day came, right? So I started with my speech, like, okay, la maestra no está aquí, pero yo los voy a enseñar. And I was like, los quiero sentados. I want you guys seated. And I'm going to teach you guys by section. Two tables are going to come up. And then you guys are going to go practice. And the two tables, the, the following tables, and so on. So when the owner walks around my class, she sees that everybody's working on their jellos. And she walks in and she's like, what did you do? Why are I made them talking? listen. <laughs> I set my foot down. Yeah, and I was like, like, this is it. <laughs> Yeah, because instead of them going to learn, they were going to talk. <laughs> you know, it's like, hey, that's I'm not right, such a bad thing. I and now that you're on that, and now that you're mentioning that, Juanita, before I forget, um, you do mention about the chisme and them, you know, going and using that time to talk about their own chisme. As you know, our podcast name is Andaki Chisme. What yeah. comes to your mind? Any positives or negatives when you think about the word chisme? Chisme is kind of like a self-care for Hispanics. <laughs> That's their self-care time. That's the time where they can just let their mind, their mouth, mouth go out and just talk about anything. Because literally, they, it can start talking about, oh, el niño no come. So the vecina's cheating on, on the husband. You know, <laughs> it's so broad. Like, we change subjects, like, not tomorrow. Hey, but they give each other tips in the in between, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, el niño no come. Oh, how about you try this and this uh -huh. and this? Yes. Oh, my husband is cheating. Déjalo. Uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. yes. And like Juanita was mentioning right now, and that's something that, like, Juanita was so good at what she was doing that they were like, hey, can you give the classes or, or can you help around and you don't have to pay for them? Like, this is a good chisme that hopefully those ones listening can take on and be like, hey, can I do this with you? But, you know, I can help you with this. It's like collaborating in a way where mm -hmm. uh, like I'm doing this, but I'm getting this as well and not just um not just working for free you know what i'm saying so that's that's a really good tip um yeah. so just going back to the story uh juanita you mentioned that they you gave the classes they were surprised and what was the outcome they did you did they leave you as a teacher i'm hoping that, that they hire you <laughs> i i did give a lot of classes but they hire me for the office oh they're like okay um they know they knew I was undocumented mm -hmm. and they're like you know what you're a good fit for the office because everybody knew me like oh Juanita and they will talk to me and you know be like oh do this do that or whatever you know whatever I knew I will share with them so they hired me for the office and then after that they're like oh because you're working here you can get any class for free you don't have to tell me twice mm. my dad will tell me Aprende no, todo no. lo que tengas que aprender, porque no sabes cuándo lo vas a ocupar. Yeah. It's better yeah. you to know a little bit of everything, porque no te mueres de hambre. Yeah. 
then yeah. just to focus on one thing. Yeah, yeah. And right now that you're you have um, your own business, um, what are some of the things that you're offering? Um, I know that you were planning, and since you're talking about your story about teaching, is that something that you're maybe thinking about integrating as a part of your business? Yes, I would love to. I love to teach. Like, I'm so transparent that I will tell you, like, everything that I know. Like, even now, like, I think about it and I'm like, I know so much. Who am I going to, who is going to learn from me? Like, a family member. Like, who am I going to leave everything to? You know, I don't have no one that is interested in baking or in being their own business owner. Um, so that's that's one of my dreams, like, to have a physical building where I can have classes mm -hmm. to teach um, housewife women, señoras, um, creando sus hijos, so they can do the sweets for the kids for their birthdays, so they don't have to pay. You know, I also like you guys know I do custom cakes, I do jellos, I do so many things, and that and that's because of that of that job. They give me the opportunity to get free classes. I got, I became a makeup artist. I do updos because I got that class for free too. I even got um, what is it called? Um, the computer class where I can fix my computers. Now is everything has changed, so I don't do that anymore. But I was able to fix my own computers. I got classes at Mumbai. All the classes that they had, I mostly took them off. So I will work during the morning, and at night, I will take those classes. So I was at work all day, but I was taking advantage of it. You I was like, learning. I don't have to you pay. Were... I'm taking it. You were gaining a lot of skills, Juanita, and that yes. is so amazing to hear. And we've mentioned in like previous episodes, um, your cakes, because they're freaking oh, yes. bomb. <laughs> they are like, bomb. I'm lactose intolerant, but I will eat your tres leches cake anytime. Like, let my stomach explode by all means. I don't care. Um, but Juanita, if you could share one of your I guess one of the things you bake, one of your desserts, one of your things with anyone who was or is undocumented, who would it be and why? Like if you can say, let me let me give a little pedacito of my cake to this person and just sit with them and have a conversation while eating our, you know, this pastelito, who would it be and, and why? Like someone that's undocumented does not have to be someone famous. You guys? I mean, Maida, she has a little girl, you know? She can benefit from my cakes. <laughs> yes, yes. So I've actually given her a lot of the things that you've made. Um, and I just wanted to highlight, Maria helped me out about some of the things that, that Juanita makes. I know she mentioned cakes and a lot of things, but some of those things include what, Maria? Like uh, fresas con chamoy. Oh, the fresas con chamoy. My yes. goodness, those are amazing. Like, and they're yummy. Yeah. Highly yeah, recommend. With chamoy, um, like the watermelon slices, the gushers. Um, oh, she yeah. also makes uh, bombs. What are they called? Chocolate bombs. Oh, chocolate bombs. And they're like, they're so freaking creative. 
like they have the Frida faces or like in the winter, it could be like a snowman. Um, what else? Uh, there's just Man, so, there's so, so many, many things, things that, that Juanita has made and is making and is offering. So how can people find you, Juanita? I know we usually put it at the end. This is my logo. That? <laughs> I'm on Instagram. It's um, JS underscore bakes. And instead of the, the N symbol, it's an N and makes. Right. And um, we're going to be putting all that information in all of the podcast bio description uh, when we post it on social media we will make sure to tag you and um all of, the, all of those things that, that yeah. And I I know that yeah she's planning on, on uh continue to grow her business and we're we're excited to see and to uh promote some of the classes that you're going to be offering for yeah for you know for the community members Juanita, I know Myra usually likes to ask this question, but I'm gonna use it. Okay. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna be asking it. <laughs> okay. What is the most, I uh, guess, random you can say talent that you have, like besides the baking, besides like something that's just random. Um, a lot of people get shocked when I when I share that I'm a makeup artist. Just why? Because. I mean, you guys can hardly see me wearing makeup, right? But, oh my God, <laughs> when you do, it's like, holy shit, that's so good. Like, yeah, it's really good. I, I can't, yeah, I can't, I could never, <laughs> I could never do that makeup. And I, and I get the reaction of like, is that really you? Like, I'm like, I know I'm always with the chungo, like, for longer style, but... When it's time to go to the party, I'm like, okay, bring out my brushes, you know? Like, and that's one thing that a lot of people don't know about me. Like, I am a makeup artist. I love doing makeup. And another thing is that I'm the only child. I'm the only child. Not a lot of people know that. And and when they know that I'm the only child, they get surprised because, like I said, I, I have never been spoiled. Like, I'm not a brat or, like, I wasn't giving everything. Like, here, you're my only child. Here, you No. I had to work for everything. My dad would say, like, we're going to give you what you need, not what you want. I think that's one thing I appreciate about our, our families because, like, even though we're not the only children either, we're not spoiled. Like, our parents made us work for what we wanted when I was young I used to hate that because I would see like my friends wearing like Jordans and I always dreamt of having like some Jordans right and I was like but I'm not getting them like what the heck right and then um like now that I'm older I'm like it makes me appreciate things more because I'm like okay now I see the work that has to go into it in order for me to have being able to purchase those expensive as for Jordans, right? Because for me, like the swap me ones weren't gonna cut it. Like I wanted the real deal, like not a, you know, a replica. Like you know, <laughs> I was like, like everybody's wearing Jordans. Like why is they not wearing Jordans, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I remember, like my dad was say, "Okay, there's a party on Saturday. Wake up at six. We're going to the Swami. You're getting your outfit and shoes there." 
<laughs> okay, let's go. No, yep. We used to go to the yard sales. Yeah. And we would go to like the rich areas, like yes. Rancho, yes. Upland. I know. I know what? That was my favorite part. I used to Boing. love yard sales. Yes. I'm not going to lie. Like yes. I found myself a teddy bear that like danced the Macarena. Oh. <laughs> That was like my yes. one of my first toys here, but I, I was really, really happy to have that. I uh, know. Pero Juanita, what is the one advice that you would have for undocumented people who are trying to create a business, but there might be a little hesitant to do so? Just go for it because you're never going to be ready. If you say, oh, I'm not, I'm waiting for this or I'm waiting to be ready. You're never going to be ready. Just do it. Just go for it. And if you fall, hey, levántate. Because that's going to bring you stronger. I mean, you guys know me. I had um, setbacks left and right, especially with my health, that I had to put like, you know what, my mental health is first. I can I can be the strong woman that I have always been. Like my parents have taught me, my dad will always say, no se descansa hasta que te mueres. Muerto es cuando vas a descansar. Ahorita le das. But I wish I was made that way, but I'm not. Now it's like, no, I need to take care of me first. Because I'm going to burn out and no. So yeah, I've been having setbacks, but it's okay. It's fine. That's part of life. You're going to overcome it and just come stronger. I love that you are. That we're changing that. that narrative. Yeah, yeah you like, are. We cannot just wait until we die in order to get some rest. Like we need to rest now. We need to take care of ourselves now. Mm -hmm. And actually, that, that leads to my next question, which is, I know living with an undocumented status, is it's difficult. Um, that's not something that we can deny. But when you find yourself unmotivated, when you maybe are struggling to find hope, uh, what keeps you going? My dad. Just because... He left everything behind to give me a better life. And like I told him, you made it. Like, your goal to give me a better life, se logró. Because I wouldn't be here without you. Now we're not together, but algún día, you know? And, yeah, like we say, maybe other people's like, how do you guys make it? Like, how do you guys go through life? But we've been taught that way. Like, I remember my dad will always tell me, like, carry a $100 bill in your purse. Just hide it. Don't spend it. Si te da la migra or something happens, you have money to eat and to make a phone call. That was a rule. You need to have $100 hidden and you will not spend the money. You will not spend it. And that was our, like, that was our plan. That was it, your red card, right? Yeah, <laughs> that was our that was our credit card, you can say, right? No, I'm talking about, like, you know, the red cards. Oh, like yeah. Right? yeah. Instead of having that, it's like, carry $100 yes. in case of an emergency. Like, 
always been prepared yeah yeah my dad will always be prepared Mm -hmm. and my mom so I learned that since I was a kid you carry money just in case so you can eat and make a phone call so make note of that I'm terrible at carrying cash (laughs) my dad didn't have an education thanks god I do but if he made it and if he survived for so long being here undocumented so can I so can I so he's me enseño me enseño bien (laughs) yes yes to that uh seriously um Because of a lot of reasons, because of politicians, because of the media, because of a lot of reasons, uh, we don't, we diminish the work of our elders, the value of the wisdom that our elders have, uh, because they didn't go to school and because, you know, and a formal education is so valued um, in a lot of societies, um, in the US, for example. And so we think that a lot of the times they make us believe that those that didn't go to school um, don't have anything to add or don't have any valuable to add. They, they're not. But seriously, they're fucking wise. <laughs> they're so wise. If you can learn from someone how to survive here, it's from our parents, mm-hmm. from older people, mm-hmm. because they know I can say they struggle more than we have. You know, we speak out, we know English, we know how to search for stuff, but they didn't. They didn't go to school here. They had to navigate a new culture. They had to learn their ways. So if you ask me, how will I navigate? I will go back and ask my parents, how did you do it? Because I want to learn your ways. That's a really good um, advice for our listeners to take, you know, those that I also do want to kind of highlight for those that do have the privilege to have their family members with them, right? Or because not everybody has that, um, Mm -hmm. I guess, you know, privilege privilege to to have um, their family here with them. Some some folks are by themselves, right? Mm-hmm. Or so, for some folks, like their parents weren't really a parent. Um, and it just sucks to say. But Juanita, as we are um, getting closer to an end, I do want to ask you, what is um, a treasured memory that you have? In my whole life? In your whole 30, 15 years of life. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to go my bad. Can you erase that from the <laughs> No, but from from your whole life, Juanita, what is um a treasured memory that you have? I guess uh, my parents teaching me how to be independent how not to be afraid, how to be a hardworking Latina here in the United States. I think that's that's what I hold on to. Like, because if I would have been a spoiled daughter, I wouldn't been this strong. I can say that I have fallen so many times, but I'm, I'm able to get back on my feet. And that's because of them. Because they 
they taught me small, like, no, tú trabajas. You're strong. If you fall, you get up. Shake it off and keep going. It doesn't matter how many times you fall. What matters is how many times you get on your feet. And I learned from them. What I keep deep inside of me, like when I'm, when I feel like I, I need to like leave everything, like just drop the ball. Mm. I'm like, no, I have my other hand. Yeah. Let me switch the ball to the other hand, you know? And that's my dad. My dad taught me like, see the guys, doesn't matter how many times you fall. What it matters is how many times are you going to get up? And you added your own twist, Juanita. I'm going to fall, I'm going to rest, and then I'll get back up. Yes. Yes. So let's not forget that part because I think that's really important that because also a lot of times it's that like if you fall, get back up. But it's like, no, (laughs) like I'm tired. Let me rest. (laughs) So get some rest, uh, self-care, you know whatever you know what? works for you and then <laughs> you'll, and always, you'll be able to get back up and always ask for help Ooh, don't I try love to that do one. everything on your own yeah. there's no way that you can do everything on your own just you know give the hand hey you know i can't get up like pull me up you know like i reached to my dad. you guys know like i can reach to anyone that i know it's gonna help me like it's okay to to ask for help it's fine don't think no yeah. it's you you're gonna ask for help and there's so many people that can help you just ask yes yes and and thank you so much for that i i also wanted to to continue to end on a lighter note and I love how inspiring your story is and I love the advice that you give to us because all of that is so good um I want to ask what brings you joy or what makes you happy what are some things that you're like you know what I reach out to this when I'm feeling down or I just do this because I love it and it brings me joy and I deserve that being around kids being around kids, they're my be- that's my best therapy. When you see me around kids, I'm a kid again. I love how they just have fun for like with anything, with dirt. Like they can just go out and shower themselves with dirt and they'll be happy with that. And I just love kids. They allow you to embrace kids. your inner child. And that's always yeah. a really good thing to do. I get to see um, Myra do that a lot with with her kid you know random dances yeah <laughs> random playtime it's it's pretty cute <laughs> yeah definitely yes uh really taking care of that inner child is so very important and sometimes we we don't even remember about it until we see children be themselves and that's where like oh shit like i need to be more like that i really need to learn you know we're talking about how our elders have so much wisdom within themselves but children's do too like children like they like, you know what they don't have filters oh my god <laughs> they yes. don't have filters. which is a good and bad thing sometimes <laughs> when you're like Ay, why you say that like, you know what sometimes they bring you back to reality that is true they bring you back like i'm taking care of uh, my niece right now and just like it's crazy because when we're together she starts screaming and i start screaming with her 
just because if she gets so excited because I'm screaming with her oh. and my mom is like Se sienten bien? but that's I guess our way of bonding but we just scream at each other and and you you will see me on the floor playing with her or playing because that brings me joy I get my stress out I'm having fun like I forget about the problems and I'm just a kid again yeah yeah <laughs> if you ever see me getting tired of anger or whatever for y'all listening out there with the child that's also very normal because sometimes it's like oh my goodness like y'all so have so much energy and I need a break I'm not I'm not that young anymore <laughs> and that's when I'm like I guess I am a señora because like <laughs> I am tired I can't hang anymore <laughs> You know what? I'm just going to add a little bit to that. I guess I enjoy being a kid again now because I didn't have a childhood. Yeah. As a seven years old, I had to grow up really fast. Like when my parents were at work, I would go to school, come back, clean the house, make dinner for them as a seven years old. I, I didn't have time to go out and play. And even my mom now, she's like, oh, I'm sorry because... She, I don't know if you guys went through this, but you know, Hispanic's mom is like, a las tres, cuatro de la mañana, we have to pack lunch. Yeah. Or they do the lunch like at four in the morning. My mom will wake me up as a kid to help her cook lunch and pack lunch. Mm -hmm. And when I would come out of school, it was my time to clean and cook for them. So mm -hmm. I didn't have a childhood. I grew up so fast. So I guess that's why now I enjoy being a kid again because I didn't have that. I didn't. Definitely and a lot of important. So, so important mm -hmm. to, to take care of, again, that inner child. Yeah. I, I don't know how else to put it. And I know this is a concept that um, the researchers, the colleges, the uh, people have been bringing up lately. That's not something that I knew even a couple of years ago. This is something that I've been learning up until recently about, you know, taking care of that um, or enjoying life or viewing life, experiencing life a little more as a child and and take taking care of, of ourselves. In that. Yeah. And I think a lot of times as, you know, children of, of immigrants, we do experience a lot of similar situations where we have no other option but to grow up a little faster right or um that term so as Meyer mentioned continue embracing that inner child continue doing the things that you know you didn't have the opportunity to do when you were younger like now you you are um we are a bit older but I feel like now we have the opportunity well some of us right to embrace those things to embrace yeah. the things we wish we would have done but if you guys remember being uh, undocumented and parents being undocumented, you know it. they had a doctor visit. You had to be there with them. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't go alone. You had and to interpret had to, those interpreting skills. Yes, you had to learn mm -hmm. from a young age. I have to defend my dad or I have to translate. Mm -hmm. You know, that's my job. Or pharmacies, you're going with me, you know? And other people they didn't go through that. Their parents knew the language. Their parents knew how to move around. But unfortunately, our parents didn't. And we had to do everything for them. And that's why we grew up being independent. Learn, okay, no, 
this is not right. Keep asking, you know? And we grow up fast. We just grow up fast. Their skills. Um, I like to say their skills that come with us. But Juanita, we really do appreciate everything that you are sharing, that you know, all those personal things that you shared with us. Um, to end on a light note, we do want to ask you some questions, some this or that. You get no choice, <laughs> no in between, no both. You either pick one or the other. Um, are you ready? Yes. All right. Coffee or tea? Tea. Okay. Do you believe in love at first sight? Yes. Okay. Do you believe in aliens? No. Pineapple goes on pizza. Pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> it's better to prioritize relationships over career. Yes. White concha is better than brown concha. No. Novelas or chisme shows? Chisme. <laughs> the beach or the mountains? The beach. Rose or sunflower? Rose. Would you rather visit your ancestors in the past or meet your descendants in the future? Ancestors. Sci-fi or romance? Sci-fi. Flirting is cheating? Yes. Eating out or frijoles en la casa? Frijoles. <laughs> The book or the movie? The movie. Okay. Going out or staying home? Staying home. Thank okay. you so much, Juanita. We really appreciate your time. And again, all of the um, stories, all of the advice, all of everything that you had to bring with us, I mean, for our listeners today. And I hope that, you know, when we launch season two, we're able to bring you back and, um, bring a different um, perspective of your story and see how um, your business has grown but like we said uh, we will post everything on our description to uh, so that people can reach you yeah. but thank you thank you thank you ladies thank you so much for giving me the space I really enjoy it and you know what you guys brought a lot of memories in the past that it keeps me strong and motivated and like thank god for you for you guys and thank god i'm still here sitting down and talking to you guys thank, yeah, thank you so much thank you all so much for tuning in to our episode today again we were super excited to have this conversation with juana from um jay's bakes and makes um it's you know um we're really thankful for share her sharing space with us and allowing us um you know, or giving us a space um, to learn a little bit more about her. Uh, we will make sure to um, link her um, Instagram on our episode description. If you would like to order some uh, goodies, you know, some cakes from her. I really do recommend the the gomitas um, de chile. So like the, the, they're like peach rings and different or different gummies um, that are that have like chili her secret recipe of chili and they're just so delicious so I highly recommend those um, as well as the cakes uh, and um, before we end the episode I know that people have asked um, for us to answer some of the questions that we ask our guests since they you know we kind of put them on the spot to answer them and so we're gonna have to do that uh, to ourselves um, uh, so that people have the opportunity to get to know us a little bit more um, but I guess um, Myra what is the most random talent that you possess 
I think my most random talent as of right now is making ridiculous short videos called reels. Um, I think that's I think I'm that's a talent uh, because they're so difficult to make. Um, and they are. I have put some work into doing them. Lately, it has taken me um, a couple of minutes to make them, and they're super fun. And <laughs> I think that's a real talent. And a lot of people, I mean, it's I don't I don't think that's something that I would be able to put in my resume as I create reels. But if I'm smart enough, which I am, um, I can phrase it in a way that it's like I am a creative um, artist, you know, because that it's it is an art. Um, of course, I wouldn't compare myself with what's the Yama? Armando, like Armando from Undocu Tales or anything oh, yeah. like that. <laughs> There's no Armando, if you're listening, we would love to interview you. Don't yeah. get out there manifesting it. <laughs> you know what? Even if you haven't listened to Armando, I'm going to hit you up and I'm going to bring you to one of our episodes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think um, maybe a vi I'm a visual storyteller, a funny, visual storyteller that cracks herself up <laughs> that cracks myself up <laughs> um i'm just having fun um i know that i have the privilege of being professional in my own way i know that i have the privilege to show real sides of myself uh, because i'm independent i'm an independent contractor so no one can tell me what to do or if what I'm putting out there doesn't go with the company's mission and values because that would be an employee uh, because I go by my own mission, by my own values, by my own vision for my business. I'm, I have the freedom to say whatever I want. Um, of course, I'm always mindful to not hurt others and to be mindful of ways in which I can advocate for myself and others for my community especially um, but yeah I think I think that's a talent so I'm gonna be asking you a question before you ask me I do want to say you know one of the things that I really appreciate about you um, not only because you're my sister that I'm saying this right but I mean, I I, the, the fact that you're fucking like out there decolonizing this fucking definition of professionalism mm. I fucking love that because like for a lot of people even myself and I know there's many examples but this is the one that comes to mind right is like we have tattoos and mm. when we go into this professional environment where we know like fucking head honchos are gonna be sitting at the table we mm. try to cover up those tattoos yeah. right or uh, we find a creative way to to hide those tattoos mm -hmm. um and now it's just like nah fuck that like let mm -hmm. them see like the naked woman I have tattooed on, on my arm right because it, it represents something to me um so I really do appreciate you you know being out there and not giving a fuck about um everything like <laughs> <laughs> I, I do give a fuck even though it doesn't seem like it and there are certain comments uh, that don't they do hurt um 
you know, I'm, I'm human and I, I feel pain and I feel fear and I feel a lot of things and, and a little bit of shame sometimes. Uh, but of course, I feel them and that doesn't stay, that doesn't mean that I stay with those feelings. So I did get one comment from someone, um, you know, I always get those comments with, you know, people tagging eyes and stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, for those, I don't give a fuck. I even tagged them myself, like, yeah, come get me so that my fucking process speeds up, you know, but there are, because I make a living with doing um, speaking engagements, webinars, uh, presentations, uh, support groups, and so on. Uh, something that happened at one place is they didn't want to hire me because not hire me. They didn't want to work with me because they didn't think I was professional enough because I'm putting videos, funny videos out there because I'm trying to relate to my community. They didn't think I was professional enough, even though I have many things to prove it, but just because of the way I look because of the way I present myself, they didn't think I was good enough for their institution. Uh, and that's unfortunate. Right? At the time, it did hurt me a little. And I was like, ouch. And I did think about it. It went into my head of this is one person that spoke up about their hesitation of, or not just hesitation, but their plain saying no to working with me. How many people are did think about that but just they didn't say it to me and they didn't they chose not to work with me and that's something that I am going to that I'm okay with living with with that knowing that some people are not gonna want to work with me but you know what I love it I am so glad that I don't have to put myself in situations where people are gonna be either saying microaggressions or they're going to be discriminating me or they're going to be plain as rude to me and devaluing my work or diminishing my work or thinking that I am not good enough to sit at the table with them. So for me, in a way, at the same time that I'm working on being my true self, on being my authentic self and showing up the way I want to show up, in that same way, I am weeding out those people that I don't want to work with that I don't want to relate with that I don't want don't to deserve your with, work and don't deserve me sitting at their fucking table sorry all of them <laughs> like, 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 like I'm just like yeah so if you're listening which I'm pretty sure you are and you don't like me you don't like my work you don't think I'm professional enough pues que te digo what do I tell you nothing I'm not going to say anything except good luck with what you're doing. And I wish you the best. <laughs> I wish you the best. I don't want you to get a help now. I'm wishing you well. Um, I just remembered Cardi B's <laughs> video. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, I gotta love Cardi B. Yeah. You know, my, my, actually, my, my message for you is. It's okay if you don't want to work with me, but I hope you find another uh, person that is professional enough for you that is able to serve our communities. And uh, not everybody that's undocumented or has knowledge working with undocumented folks has my level of prof professionalism or not level, but the same um, quality or this or we don't have the same definition of professionalism but I hope that you find that person 
that is actually able to work with our communities that meets your standards. Because at the end of the day, it's not about you or me or you as in the institution or me. It's about the people that we're serving. Damn, um, that was deep. <laughs> well, I, I do it. have a question for you. Okay. And it's not a fun question, but I think it's a good one. And it's, do you have any regrets? Or if you could turn back time and do something different in your life, what would that be? Oh, shit. Andale. So you want to surprise me? <laughs> well, tómala. <laughs> oh, goodness. I, you know, as we've, um, I don't, shit. <laughs> I want to say yes, but then the part that, that came out of it, I'm like, nah, fuck that. I, I would do it again, right? Um. I think it would be if I could take back time um, it, and like kind of not do something again, it would be going back to like when people were, would uh, point out the red flags of my previous partner mm -hmm. and listen to them and just kind of throw him out before it was, uh, I guess, quote unquote, too late. Um, I think that would Please be it. Keep in mind that when you turn back time, you know what you knew back then you don't know what you know now yeah that is true but but people were pointing out the red flags from the beginning i was just not listening right that that's a problem that i was like no no like people are wrong but they were not wrong and i just didn't want to admit it or accept it right um because people who went through similar situations were the ones that were pointing those things out right or like but I was so stuck on believing that he was a good person and I'm not saying like maybe he's not a good person not nah, fuck that fuck that dude uh, <laughs> yeah, like he he you know like I I guess it was because of that whole fucking like cycle of abuse right of like we would fight like I mean whatever like we would go through it again to the point that when we would get to that honeymoon stage like he was so good to me that I was like I know he's not that bad right um mm -hmm. because he yeah like it's just that but then when I think about the what came out of it like I mean I got papers right <laughs> mm -hmm. so that's why I'm like you know what no like I think I would do it again like as much as it as painful as it was and as much as it sucked I'm just like tengo papeles yeah. <laughs> and it's bad to think that way or to feel that I think no. I don't know no, but you know what? Like, I fucking got papers like yes, that's the yes that's the thing we're so used to hearing from outside sources what is wrong or what is bad and what is good that we demonize our own stories, that we demonize ourselves, and that we feel good about something that we should be, that society and, and policies and everybody says that it's bad. Um, I'm glad that you got, you went through hell. Fucking shit. Like, you went through hell. It's okay to get something out of it. Mm -hmm. If you're listening and if you're going through a really difficult situation, we are not going to tell you get out or stay. Um, it's your decision and it's fucking difficult. Mm -hmm. It's difficult. Just know that there's some people like myself. I got out of that relationship. Um, I regretted it. 
<laughs> because I was like, damn, I should have stayed for the papers. Um, but I was too pressured into staying for that because that felt like it, it made me feel dirty. It made me feel like a bad person. It made me feel so wrong for staying for the papers. Um, at the end of the day, I got out because of my safety. I think my safety was more important than papers. Um, it was a very difficult situation. So depending on where you're at, if you want to stay for the papers, go, go, do it, stay. There's nothing wrong with that. If you got married for love or for papers and you ended up staying for papers, do what you gotta do. Mm -hmm. It's okay. If you feel that you need to get out because of your safety or because it's it goes against your values, mm -hmm. then you know, do that too. It's yep. your choice at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. But I wanna end with this quote that I shared, I think, in the second episode or so. And it goes something along the lines of remember that you're doing the best that you can with the resources that you have and the tools that you currently have. Five years ago, you did the best that you could with the resources and the knowledge that you had at the time. I don't know what you're going through at this moment, but maybe in five years, looking back, you're going to say, I wish I had done something different. But remember that right now, today, you're making the choices that you're making because you have these tools, you have this knowledge today. With that being said, I hope that our last little bit of the conversation didn't make you feel that you're doing the wrong choices or that you did the, the wrong choices yesterday or five years ago. Uh, but just know that you did your best. You did your best and that's all that matters. And with that being said, this is Undocky Chisme. <laughs>